welcome back to the Where's Your Head At Hotline, our weekly show where we catch up with each other and connect with you all on our hotline voicemail. We want to hear from you guys, so please send your stories, questions, advice, or tea to Where's Your Head At Pod at gmail.com to be featured on one of our episodes. I'm Anna. And I'm Matt. Let's jump in. Good morning, Anna. How are you going? Well, I'm feeling a little bit grumpy today. I woke up, got my period, so mm. <laughs> Matt just choked on his coffee. Jeez. Um, yeah, first day of my period, so I'm feeling a bit like... That explains a lot. Does it? Why? No, I always say that whenever a <laughs> girl says I have a period. Probably pretty bad to say, to be honest, but all right. So did you have period pains? I don't know what comes I have period. period pains right now in this very moment, and I'm feeling like I could kill... <laughs> No wonder you've been snacking. Well, but I might address then that I've got a whole bagel sitting here and it's been rushing me to – I can't finish my breakfast. Don't put that down to the fact that I have my period. We're on a time schedule. It's got nothing to do with my period. Okay. Well, that might be why you're extra snappy and I feel really intimidated to take a bite. Matt, you would never have said I was snappy today if I didn't just tell you that I had my period. To and be, that's where you've gone wrong just then. Fair, yeah, you've been okay. You've been all right. Okay, but, I've been a joy. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from your period, what else is going on then? We're back in Melbourne from Sydney. We are. Welcome back. How is it being back? Good, good. I had um, fashion week on the weekend. You did. That was, that was all right. That was fun. I mean, I took my mum to one of them. Yeah. She loved it. She um, saw all the different fashions walking down the uh, the catwalk. Yeah. You know what? It made me miss walking though. Did and, it? Yeah, it made me miss doing it. I um, Maybe next fashion week I might inquire, see if there's anywhere that can fill me in. That you can fill in for. I, yeah, I can fill in for. Or they, <laughs> they let me. Who, who am I to say that, like, you know, like if I can walk, if I feel like it, they've got to let me walk. <laughs> it's up to them, not you me. Should, <laughs> you should be like, I would love to walk, but not that if they'll let me. Yeah, You're I not would, paying them. They'd no, be paying no, you. I know. Well, yeah, I would love to walk again, give it another go. I, I miss it sometimes, you know what I mean? Do you? Yeah, do you? Uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I wouldn't be opposed to walking down a catwalk again for a good cause or whatever, but it's not like I sit there and I'm like, oh, I love those days. But, I mean, I oh. did hear that you were seated next to my ex at yes, the fashion show. I was. I was just wondering where you're going with that. Yeah, I was sitting next to uh, Pack and Pear. How was that? Good. We just caught up. Just yeah. Just seen each other in a while. Yeah. Just chatting about me. <laughs> Did you come up? I can't remember. I think so, yeah, because I said we were just in Sydney. And, you know, yeah, nothing really. He asked how you were. I said, in love, engaged. <laughs> nah, Josh and I have that relationship. It's fine. He was he was laughing. He was like, oh, good for her. <laughs> he invited me out, but I don't know. I just couldn't be bothered going out. You're just not a big goer-outer anymore, which I kind of love about you at the moment. I feel yeah. like you're growing up slowly but surely. We say that, but then if all the boys get together, I get around it. Yeah, you definitely do. <laughs> I do. How was the rest of Sydney once I took off? It was good. Something funny happened that I haven't told you yet. I've been waiting for this moment to tell you. Oh, shit. Is, um, it, is it bad? Is it... It's just awkward. But anyway, so remember how we did the bridge climb? Amazing. Highly recommended. It was our last week's recommendation, like literally the best thing. And Mm -hmm. when we did it, we got a printed out photo in like a cardboard piece of paper. You know, the ones where you like open them up. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, me and Michael, we stayed at the Clavelli Hotel. Beautiful hotel, by the way, if you're going to Sydney on the water. Hidden gem. 
Little hidden gem. Had a bad story there. I won't say it, but it's otherwise it's quite nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's by a pub, so it's a bit loud. But anyway, great place. So I was like, oh, Michael, we did the bridge climb. This is before we'd posted any photos, and I showed him the photo. Anyway, I just, like, didn't think anything of it. Later that night, we were having sex. <laughs> yeah. And I looked to my right, and Michael had, like, opened up <laughs> the cardboard... <laughs> photo of me and you doing the bridge climb just smiling at us and mid-sex all I see is your face smiling at me (laughs) had no idea that he had even like put it up and it was so off-putting it literally like turned me off we had to stop I was bullshit (laughs) Um, I was like why have you put up the photo of Matt and I in the hotel room (laughs) and now mid-sex I've caught a glance of Matt's eyes and I'm like what position were you in just missionary. You oh. know what I mean? My head was back and I just like looked back <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> don't want to look in Matt's eyes mid-sex. So it's you actually not. physically stopped? Yeah, I was like. What did Michael say? I was like, why would you put that up of Matt and me staring at me whilst. Pound <laughs> town, checked into pound town. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just, it really like turned me off. It really killed actually, the vibe. I know that when you pause TVs and then like the thing on the TVs there. And it stares at you. Yeah, and you're like mid fucking. Yeah, and stare. I had you staring at me I and I was that. like. Yeah, that'd be awkward, yeah. <laughs> I could say, I couldn't, yeah, it'd be all uncomfortable you staring at me as well. Yeah. I know Mocha stares at us sometimes. We have to like throw the doona over her head. <laughs> Don't suffocate her. <laughs> she Poor dog. going under the covers. Does she? Like, okay. Yeah. So it's a treat for her. Yeah, it's a treat for her. She's like, (laughs) throw it over her. But yeah. I'm sorry I interrupted your uh, sexy time. Yeah, you did. You really did. But anyway, we won't make that mistake again. (laughs) Any photos of you will not be be presented in the the house. (laughs) (laughs) Aiming the bed. Oh, apart from that, it was good. You guys got away, relaxed. Yeah, it was good. Something that happened to me, which happened twice in Sydney. Well, firstly, I'm going to ask you the question. When you go to like a public toilet or just like the toilet in the podcast studio, a toilet that's outside of your home, do you sit on the toilet if you're taking a number two? Yeah. Yeah. I no, just then. I treat no different than. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, some no people different. find it odd. Like some people will like hover above the toilet. Some people put toilet paper down because they don't want to like get the germs. I, Me on the other hand. I'm a pretty open-minded gal. I'm yeah. kind of like it's just some legs. You hopefully, can't touch anything. But then again, if somebody else hasn't sat on it properly, something could get on there, which is pretty disgusting. Well, some people though they'll stand on the toilet and squat over it. So then, in um, Portaloos on like job sites back in the day, they used to have like a thing that said a squatter. Like, no, like, oh no, and how, squatting and how to sit on it properly, and you'd see like two muddy um, footprints, like boot prints on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently it's a healthy way to go number two. Yeah. That's a whole different like topic, but I always go to the toilet with like a stool. A stool, yeah. Because yeah. it's healthier. Oh, we have it. My mum's, they have yeah, stools it's good in for the... for the shit, yeah. <laughs> yes. I never do we, it though. We, I do. Yes. I don't have any problems. A coffee and I'm, a, I smell a coffee and I'm power <laughs> walking to the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, but I, it's not about like not being able to. It's just about getting everything out. Girls don't poo anyway. Supposedly. <laughs> that's, that's what, what we think, tell you. That's what I've been told. 
But yeah, anyway, I went to the toilet in Sydney twice because obviously we're staying at hotels, you know, we're out and about. You don't want to do it in front of Michael. And the, no, no, no. I don't, Cavelli, and it's, not, it's not even, no, no, no. It's not ones, even, I remember it's literally right there as well, isn't it? No, it's got nothing to do with that. Like Michael and I were very comfortable with each other. Twice in Sydney, mm-hmm. I sat on the toilet seat and sat on someone else's piss. Oh. And like how much piss? Like enough to go? Oh, that or just well, a little bit of wetness. Well, the problem is, is because but I'm how's so a girl trust piss going onto a toilet seat. Sorry, how's a girl pissing on? A if they're maybe like squatting up. That's what I said. Yeah, and maybe like a little bit's got on. They've not had the common courtesy to, to clean it. it. It just infuriated me, and but so you, sorry if you're a girl. <laughs> Matt's would got it, so many questions. Yeah, if you were gonna, wouldn't you not put the toilet seat down if you're not sitting on it? Wouldn't you do like what a man does and lift what, the toilet? What, put toilet seat up? Yeah. I don't think so. I think maybe they would just what, squat over it. But then it's closing the rim. Maybe they feel like the, the rim is dirtier than the seat, so but they prefer to have the seat there. Totally. They should definitely put it up. If you're going to squat, ladies, put the toilet seat up. But I think women would – well, at least I would think it's probably – the toilet seat is probably cleaner than the rim because the rim is like, you know, all the bacteria is even worse there, I would assume. Fun fact for you, Matt's facts. Um, a mouth. Matt stats. Matt stats. <laughs> Matt stats, sorry. Um, Matt facts rhymes as well. Um, a toilet seat is cleaner than a mouth, a human mouth. Fuck, what are we putting in our mouths, people? It's just the germs, that it, the, <laughs> the bacteria that grows in there. Wow, eh? Well, yeah. morning breath is sometimes strong. So I mean, morning morning mouth, especially with a or just all day mouth. I don't know the technicalities of it. Matt stats come back to us. I'll come back to you. (laughs) Anyway, sat twice on a toilet seat in Sydney with piss on it. So just a very simple recommendation before you go to the toilet in a public toilet scenario. If you're a sitter like me. Just check out the seat before sitting. It's very simple. Sometimes when I'm getting to a public toilet, I don't have enough time to check. I'm, <laughs> I'm slamming that door. Yeah. Just he's running. <laughs> yeah, in. I'm running. I'm pacing. He's planting those legs on that <laughs> seat. Jen has a funny story, a video of me in early beach, literally running to the public toilet with a newspaper like this. Fuck. <laughs> Quite funny. Um, I've got a funny story for you actually. Yeah. So I've obviously been trying to get back into uh, morning cardio. If you're not following me on Instagram, I've been posting it a bit. I've been, You've been very healthy lately. It's I been very been. impressive. And also so have I. Yeah. I just want to put that out there. I was just at your house, your uh, whiteboard of, uh, uh, what is it? Activity training. Our motivation. The six wellness, week challenge. Yeah. The crosses every time you do something. I've got a few now, don't I? Are you impressed? <laughs> Tell me you're impressed. You've got more than I <laughs> thought you would. Yes. But uh, yes, yeah, so I've been doing it every morning. I've been going there. It's I'm running up these uh, steps. There's a bunch of them where I live, and um, nice. my joints are fucking killing me. Like, are they? Doing, yeah, like I take my fish oils, I take all that, but just I'm so sore. So the other day I was like laying in bed, turn the TV off. I was like, well, I'm a bit sore. I might see what we'd like if I put some Voltaren or deep heat on it. So I opened my top drawer. All I had was this uh, CBD-infused um, – it was called balm. I don't. I'll get to what it was really called in a bit. But um, it was like balm. Like so, it was the same as deep heat, right? Mm-hmm. So this brand had sent it out to me. They sent me like a goodie bag. It had like CBD infused um, uh, protein powder, lip balm, moisturizing cream, all this stuff. So I'd used a lot of it. Used the lip balm. Used the protein powder. It's like I'll try this. So 
Start rubbing it on my legs. Nothing, no feeling. I was like, you know what? Deep heat normally you can feel it on yeah. there. So I'm putting a you bit. You want to feel the burn. Oh, yeah, I'm putting a <laughs> bit on. I'm putting a bit on. Can't feel anything. Rubbing it all over my legs, all over my shins, all over my joints. I was like, oh, all right. So I went to bed. An hour, because I checked my clock, an hour later, I woke up with the fucking sweats. My bed was like, literally, I was sweating. My bed was like wet. My legs were on fucking fire. Like, it was called chili balm. So, it must have had a delayed reaction. And I'm not kidding. My legs were like, they were (laughs) on fire. I was like, (gasps) like yelling. Literally, quickly ran into the shower. I was trying to wipe it off with like anything I could. Cleanser, anything, like rubbing it as hard as I could, which was probably making it worse. Oh I literally showered at like, I don't, I don't know what time it was, like, but it was an hour after I woke up. I was fucking in so much pain and it didn't help. It was the worst thing I've ever done. Chili bomb. Chili bomb. Yeah. So you, you missed the chili bomb. Well, part. I read chili bomb is like a heat. I thought it was just going to be hot. Yeah, that's fair. I thought it was just I'd be probably like, think the same thing. And it was the worst pain I've felt in a long time. How delayed. <laughs> An hour later, it hit me as I was asleep in the middle of the night. I woke up sweating in a wet patch and just on fire. How's your joints feeling now? They were okay, actually, the next day. <laughs> so maybe it did work. Maybe it did work. They're sore again after I did more exercise. But the next day I felt okay. Fuck, Matt, that's wild. I went to sleep literally because it didn't work the shower and that. And I went to sleep and literally like my legs were on fire. Fuck. If anyone knows me, it takes like I don't get out of bed. Like if I wake <laughs> up in the middle of the night and I need to piss, I'm like, you sleep through. I'm like, oh, see, that's not me at all. Like, I need to get it out. Otherwise, it will niggle on my brain. My alarm will literally go off like Jen cracks for literally like t- like 10 times and I don't even don't even blink. I was like, <sighs> And then Jen has to turn it off. So, like, it takes a lot for me to get out of bed. So you could imagine the pain I was in. Fucking hell. My recommendation for the week, I drove you into the studio today. You you were pretty impressed by it, weren't you? Mm, oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. So I heard that they've got in Melbourne, I think they've already got this in Sydney, cameras that see when you're on your phone. Yeah. So I... This sounds bad. I've got... I don't have many demerit points left. So I need to try and not do as much as possible. I make a lot of my calls while driving. So I bought myself one of the things that sticks to the window and you set it up. You're like, feel like a proper Uber driver, like while I'm driving, typing in it. But yeah. Yeah. So that's my recommendation, guys. Get well, more. just a little thing. You're actually not meant to touch your phone whilst driving at all. So maybe. No, I drove past a cop at the traffic lights and I was on it and he didn't do anything. Yeah, but you're not meant to touch your phone. That's you are the rules. if it's in front of you. That's what they said on the news. You can't really? have it on your lap or anywhere else. If it's on the thing in front of you. It's, as it's in your vision. Guys, go to our Facebook page. Let's have this discussion. I personally think that you're not meant to touch your phone at all whilst driving. You think you're allowed to tap it if it's lodged on the windscreen. I'm 90% sure that's what they said on the I'm news. 99. No. <laughs> we'll find out if anyone's out there. I'll sh- um, I know that there's some uh, police officers in our group, so tell us what it is because I got they didn't pull me over. They just nodded at me and I drove off. Okay, well, look, let's jump into our hotline. Hello, you've reached Anna and Matt. We can't get to the phone right now. But please leave us a message on our hotline after the beep. Okay, so our first voicemail comes from Jill. Hey Anna and Matt, this is Jill from Ireland again. I was recently on your hotline to talk about that army guy. And I have a new story for you now. So this is a couple of months ago already and I completely forgot about it because it's crazy to me. So basically I was seeing this guy who's from Brazil um and we hooked up and this is like our first date and we were like lying to bed in bed together after hooking up 
and we were lying naked under the sheets and then I asked him if he like misses his family from home and then he was like yeah he does and I asked him if he like talks to his mom a lot and he was like yeah actually I haven't like talked to her in a while let me ring her so he pulls (laughs) out his phone and he Uh, facetimes her while we're naked in bed and I like didn't believe that he was like actually doing it so I was just like stunned and I waited to see if his mom would like actually pick up so she did and they started a conversation in Portuguese and then he like showed me and I was not expecting it and I was just like hi you know saying hi to the mom and it was like the most awkward thing ever and I'd never ever had that happen to me before and I really didn't know what to say so I thought that was already weird and then afterwards, I kind of, like, talked about it to him. I was like, boy. okay, this is, like, the first time this has ever happened to me. Like, are you that close with your mom? Because, like, I would never, ever call my mom after that. Because um, it was, like, really clear what we were after doing. So he was like, yeah, no, he's, like, really close with his mom. And I was like, whatever. Um, whatever floats your boat. And then next day, the same thing happens, except this time he rings his dad on what? FaceTime. And I don't know if you want to, like, introduce me to his family, but it's, it was so strange. And to make it even weirder, his dad, so obviously his dad was talking Portuguese as well, but then I asked him, like, what he was saying because I felt like they were, like, talking about me. And then this guy says, oh, my dad just asked if you have an older sister for him. <laughs> and I was just oh like, okay, this is, this is so strange. And I actually didn't meet up with him again because that was all a bit too much for me. But I just thought that was crazy. Oh, my God. Do you reckon he uh, he called his uh, mum and dad to actually brag that he's got a root? He's like, yeah, I can pull. i got girls. I have a question for you because Yo. you're very close to your mum. Like probably the closest person I know personally to their mum, one of. Would you ever, after a first date and sleeping with a girl, you're both naked under the covers, would you call your mum on FaceTime? I wouldn't. I haven't, but I would. I would you? Like, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't call her. I might answer. Like, I'm not going to call You'd her. You'd answer like, a FaceTime hey. with you both in the sheets. My mum doesn't FaceTime, so if she's FaceTiming, there might be something going on. If she, like, okay, just for the argument's sake, if she, if there was a FaceTime call coming through your phone, would you answer Depends it? Depends on the circumstances. I'd ask the girl, like, do you mind? I'd then probably <laughs> message, say, are you okay? I wouldn't, I don't think I'd answer. I'd say, are you, like, is everything all right? Kind of busy. In saying that, though, when first night I brought Jen back to my mates, my when I used to live with my mates, first night that I, we met up and had a date, and we came back to have drinks with all my mates, um, my sister FaceTimed me, and mm. I put Jen on. We hadn't we hadn't slept together yet. And I, I just we were just like talking. I was like, "Oh, look at this hottie I'm with," <laughs> but we were pretty pissed. Yeah, I think it's a bit bit of a different scenario if you're like very drunk because yeah. then it's like a drunken. I w- choice as opposed to like, hey, I'm introducing you to the family. No, I wouldn't introduce him to my family. No. What about the dad? The yeah, dad that's a bit saying of a that's very sleazy. Poor Jill is like, I don't know if they were in bed the second time. Were they? Is that what she yeah, said? Yeah, they, they were, were in bed again. Yeah, they were done, yeah. And the dad's like seeing her like post sex, that post sex glow. Like that's a no from me. I it's, um I'd be asking if I was Jill, like, do I have their approval? I'd just be <laughs> Yeah, of course you would. Of course you would. 
<laughs> Did they think I'm hot? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's also, like, a bit, like, creepy that they're talk- – not creepy, but, like, it's a bit unsettling knowing they're talking about you in a different language. Oh, yeah. Because anything one. could be said. My anxiety would fucking flare up <laughs> if that's what was happening. So what do we think? Is it a yes for this guy or is it a no? I think it's a no. No, I think it's a red flag. I think he should have asked her, like – I don't think he should call him. Like I said, I if oh I yeah, would, he was the one calling. It's yeah, not like they were calling. That's what yeah. I mean. Like, so if I would never just call him. I would never call him. Be like, hey, I want to introduce you. Like I never do that. I would answer maybe if they called me twice. And if you thought it was an emergency, yeah. And depending on the vibes with her, it depends what she was like. If it was like purely just some girl, yeah, I wouldn't do that. No. So maybe he saw Jill as like his potential future wife and he was just getting the check of approval from everyone. Date three, she could have met the brother and brother's girlfriend. Who knows what could have happened. Date four, the grandparents. (laughs) Date five, five, aunties and uncles. (laughs) (laughs) You've never had a guy do that to you? No. I would be like, no, you cannot call your family whilst I am half naked in your bed. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Our next voicemail is anonymous. Anonymous scarers. Hey, Matt Nenna. Big team here. Love the podcast. Love you guys. Hey, mate. Love you too. So I have a best friend who I've now been best friends with for 17 plus years. Right. We've been a staple in each other's life since preschool. And we have a very great friend dynamic. We are polar opposites, even down to our gender. So she is female. And I've always found that a strength that we hold because we balance each other out. However, it's only recently that I'm running into the issue of her making decisions that are quite self-destructive and not only affect her reputation, however, the people around her. So my friend's been having tendencies to sleep with men or entertain the idea of being with men that have partners or that aren't necessarily great for her. Example, she knows their dating habits, she knows that they're toxic, they cheat, all those great examples. And I've found that she likes the idea of being mischievous or she will sacrifice her morals just to get some form of physical intimacy or mental stimulation, romance, however you want to put it. I'm 22, I've never had a relationship I'm a virgin so I've never had any real life sexual experience that would equate to a real life experience however she's had two serious relationships and her fair share of sexual experiences due to this fact she doesn't see it fit that I share my opinion on these situations due to me not or never having experienced them however I don't think that it comes back to you know a tally of experiences but more so morals so, for example, yeah. she was sleeping with a man that she was aware had a children and kids. Um, she was sleeping with one of our friend's ex-partners. And although they are split yeah. up at this point, That's we still know that she wouldn't them. appreciate that. And still to this day is unaware of that. I try and give my best opinions and, you know, advice and try and keep her out of a lot of trouble. And I've kept a lot of secrets for her because she is my best friend and, you know, I have her back. However, it's getting to a point where it's affecting me directly having the men, because we are opposite sex friendship. I find that the men she sees have an issue with how close we are Mm. and they tend to try and get rid of me. It's obviously never worked, but they try. And I find that it's also got to a point where I'm having to sacrifice my morals and what I know is right to continue to be her friend because I value our friendship so much. Mm. And it doesn't go without me, you know, 
grilling her and I give her a mouthful and we're comfortable to do that. However, I find that it's getting to a point where she feels the need to actually hide them from me because she knows that they're already necessarily wrong but still doesn't care. She just doesn't want me to know so I don't give her a lecture. Mm. And, yeah, I guess I just, I'm looking for an outside perspective on this situation if you can share shed any light on if you've faced a situation like this and what I should do. Thanks, guys. Oh, wow. All right. There's so much to unpack there, Matt. Yeah, first thing I reckon is that he's right when he says that it doesn't come down to experience. It comes down to your morals. If you're sleeping with, like, your friends, ex-partners and people that have – you know how I feel about that, people that are in a marriage and have kids. I think that when that happens, it's pretty disgusting behaviour. Yeah. And um, take it from someone that's had a lot of sexual experience and a lot of partners, that that's still shitty. Totally. Shit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not socially accepted. It, it shouldn't be accepted to do that. And it sounds like to me she's had two serious relationships and she's going through a bit of a self-destructive phase. That's what it sounds like to me. And I think we can all maybe – relate to being in a bit of a self-destructive phase. I can't relate to sleeping with someone's husband or Mm. sleeping with my friend's ex, but it sounds like she might be in a I don't really care phase. Maybe she's unhappy with herself, it sounds like. So she's (laughs) self-sabotaging. So Exactly. So I guess my advice would be maybe take a step back. I was going to say that. um, Because, I mean, I know from personal experience, when you're lecturing your friends or trying to make them see what you see, sometimes it just doesn't always work. And, yeah, they do kind of back away from you and retreat a little bit. So it becomes a really difficult problem. Just set his uh, boundaries and let her know that this isn't acceptable and if you keep doing this sort of stuff, it's not on his moral compass and he won't remain friends with you. Yeah, or like he doesn't want to know about it. They know about it, yeah. I think telling her that they can't be as close would be beneficial and that he needs to take a step back if these are the kinds of like things that are going to keep happening because it makes him feel uncomfortable and that's a personal boundary that that he should be able to set. Yeah, I agree. I think he should be able to set that boundary. I don't think it's right as well her kind of diminishing – his value almost just because he hasn't slept with anyone. I can see where she's coming from on the uh, like life experience thing. I, I hate if someone who hasn't had that much life experience or younger than me telling me that sort of stuff. But I think it doesn't come down to that in this. But they've it been friends for moral. 17 years. Like they that know each other time. inside and yeah. out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it sounds like maybe she hasn't always been, you know, taking part in these destructive behaviours. And so it's like kind of like a phase, which is what... It's almost like you watch her play it out and then she'll learn the hard way. I don't know. I mean, you've had friends who have kind of gone off the rails and been doing destructive things. How do you handle it? Um, I remember one of my roommates, I just said to a mate, like, I sat there, it was just me and him, and I said, look, mate, like, it's clear what you're doing. Like, you don't need to be, you know, we're not idiots. We can see what you're doing, like... I just said, we're here for you. If you decide to do this or this, whatever you decide to do, we're here for you. Yeah. Um, there's nothing you can really do. You can't change him. I couldn't tell him how to act. He's a fully grown man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you can see what's in front of you. You can see the way he's treating people, the way he's self-destructing. And you're yeah. like, do the right thing. I can tell you what I think is the right thing. But like you like you said, you can't keep lecturing him on what to do because it's, it's going to go in one ear and come out the other and they're not going to respond well. So you've just got to tell him you're here for him and – you know what I mean? And set the yeah. Boundaries. It's just hard as well, right? Because when you've been friends with someone for so long and then you start to lose that respect for them because they're doing things that you never thought 
they would do. That's hard. Yeah. Because you I do just, lose respect. I don't oh, – I wouldn't say I lose respect for anyone. Like, I know everyone goes through bits. Like, I've gone through stages where I've – I've So have I. Almost self-destructed and I, I – I've been right there front row. <laughs> yeah, like where you try and self-destruct and you know you're making wrong decisions. But it's for you to – like, for them, to I say, to figure out, not for you to tell them, I feel. Unless they're going to put themselves in harm or they're like they're – using or drinking too much then then like pull them out but if they just i think for him he's carrying the burden of all these secrets because she's kind of like confiding in him and he's obviously seeing some of their friends and knowing that she slept with the ex like that's that's a weight on his shoulders it's unfair to put on someone else yeah i I agree so yeah you know he should set the boundaries then like we said and say look uh, I don't want to hear about, I don't want to know about it. If you're going to do that, I'm going to take myself away from the situation. Let- but then make sure you know that she's, you're still there for her so she doesn't feel alone. Yeah. What about the whole boy-girl relationship that he touched on? Well, if these blokes are trying to get rid of him in the situation... They're not the right person They're not the right person. She'll figure that out. Like, she's not... Unless she's fully lost every sense of up and down... Well, he said it hasn't worked as of yet, but it's, yeah, people do get threatened by boy-girl relationships. I mean, we've experienced it firsthand. Um, We've had exes that, you know, (laughs) haven't been okay with it or have been and then all of a sudden they change their mind that they're okay with it. I mean, it is really hard to navigate and I think with having boy-girl friendships, did I say relationships before? With having boy-girl friendships, it's really important to be communicating not only with each other but with each other's partners. And I think it's also nice to be close yeah, with the partner. Yeah, like yeah. you're quite close to Michael, you know. Yeah. I think it's I think it's good to kind of show that it's not a threat. It's We've, not a threat. We're just friends, you know. And it, it, it can take some time to That's get used to. Yeah, that I, we think we took a while to navigate but it's found it now. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, well, I think that's all for today's hotline. I loved hearing those. I know. That was super interesting. Guys, as always, make sure you send us your hotline voicemails. You can send a voicemail to our Instagram page. It's super simple. So if you have a story that you think we'd love to hear, send it in now if you need some advice. If it's just a funny story that we we can laugh along to. We love hearing them. So keep bringing them in, guys. Send them in. And until next time. Bye. Bye. Love you.